Welcome to episode 198 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brendan Jackson. I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Jonam Trevetti. Jonam's an engineering intern at Apple. He's super smart and we've known him for a while, so we knew like this would be a good conversation and it was. I really enjoyed this one. We get to talk about side projects, shipping things, learning about programming. Uh, Jonam's D&D character. Yeah, we get to All hear the good it. stuff. Yes, the good stuff. But before we get into it, a huge thank you to Fuse, who made this episode possible. They also make building apps possible on iOS and Android at the same time with code that actually like is pretty nice. Like their, their .ux file type has this component-based structure similar to React or something like that. It's super usable and it's awesome. Well, let's back up. What's Fuse doing? They're making it easier for developers and designers and entire teams to write less code so that they can actually build better apps faster and in real time. It lets people get into development they wouldn't normally be, and it lets people lean more heavily into design than they normally would. It's really trying to bridge this gap between design and development so that both teams of people can speak the same language, interact with the same components, and a change on one side from a designer shows up instantly on the developer side and vice versa. So you're always working in the same like source of truth of components and code. This is something we've talked about a bunch. You shouldn't be throwing over a fence. You should be like using a bridge right like it should be allowing you to work closer with each other instead of separate yep so fuse has a bunch of features that make this really easy make it possible uh it's cross-platform so it's going to work on ios and android and windows on your desktop they have a component-based ui engine with a real-time workflow so that any change made in the code base is instantly reflected on device it's also reflected on your desktop simulator and now instead of just prototyping something you just build the thing yeah so it works instead of investing time in learning how to prototype things that don't actually work and you can't actually use for anything you can learn how to prototype infuse and And actually compiles down to objective c and nuts code uh it's pretty incredible technology they're working on a really hard problem that brendan i've been thinking a lot about like how do you make app development better how do you make the design process better what what even should design be right now because it shouldn't be drawing paths i swear to god and we think that Fuse is doing a lot of good work in the space. If you want to learn more, go to FuseTools.com. They have a ton of examples. They've got all their code up uh, that you can look through the docs for. Uh, and you should just download the installer. You can get started pretty quick building actual production-ready apps. It's perfect for designers with semantics that, that makes sense. They have a format called .ux that lets you really easily construct entire apps and views and transitions. It's amazing stuff. Go to FuseTools.com. Check out the examples. Give it a try, and we hope you build something great. Thanks once again to Fuse. With that, let's get into episode 198 with Jonam Trivedi. Cool, yeah. Um, so my name is Jonam Trivedi. Uh, I'm a developer and designer, probably like probably 70, 80% developer, 20, 30% designer. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have that in like a so bar chart on your resume? Yeah, yeah. God. I continually update it. You know, 20% sketch. Yeah. 80% Xcode. Right, 100% right, right. concentrated power of code. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ, Brian. What the hell like, was that? It's been like 10 seconds and you're quoting Fort Minor. Is that whoa, what's happening? Whoa, whoa. Okay. It's been at least 20 seconds. It has been at least 20 <laughs> seconds. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I guess. Um, so I, I'm 21. I've been developing for like five years. So uh-huh. I think I'm what people call at this point like a professional intern. And by people, I mean mostly <laughs> like you guys. Us. Um <laughs> You know, <laughs> we so, said that a few points, yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Just a few points over <laughs> multiple times over the years, um, but yeah, I mean, I um, I started back in like twenty 
2012, um, mostly and primarily as an iOS developer. Um, over the years, like I've built a bunch of stuff from like, you know, personal finance managers to like photo sharing apps and social networks. And then also kind of as the years have gone by, I've kind of expanded into working on kind of like more infrastructural projects and, um, you know, mm-hmm. worked out a handful of companies out here and, uh, huh. So, but mainly Apple. Yeah, so I guess like you're kind of friendly with Apple. At this I'm, point. I'm kind of friendly with Apple, I'd say. Yeah, we're we're on we're on speaking terms. I think <laughs> that's the way I would to put hope it. so because today yeah. is your first day back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, right. So I guess like some context. Um, I guess today marks my sixth internship out in the Bay Area and third time at Apple. Um, so yeah, that's not super common. Sit well, both pieces right is like six internships is uncommon. Mm for someone that hasn't finished school yet. And then the other part is three of them being at Apple, mm-hmm. which also might not be that common to have this repeat. Can you share a little bit about like, maybe start from the beginning with the yeah. first internship? Like what what's going on here? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I mean, man, uh, this goes back to like, I guess when I was a sophomore or junior in high school, I was working on um, my first app called like Banker Personal Finance Manager. Um, Why? Wait, in is that, high is school, that, what? Is that Banker like M dash Personal Finance Manager? M-dash? Like a hyphen, but longer. Like like a app store listing. It's it's whatever the name is, and then dash. And yeah, then, yeah. No, it's a, it's okay. a banker dash personal finance. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, that's a very long bad name. Right. <laughs> banker no, no. personal finance. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's just banker, it's, but it's you just, know, it was in. It's just BPFM. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. I mean, it was back in 2012, right? So you have to like remove the e, so it's B A N K R. Oh Ooh. no. Yeah. Yeah, but there there was no dot l y, so you know. <laughs> I, what I was the, What was the URL? You get bankerp.fm, dude. I think it was getbanker.com. Uh-huh. Anyways, I was apparently like a huge fucking dork, and I still am just about anything <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. related. You were? <laughs> yeah, right, Slow your roll, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so like I built that. and uh, Wait, why did you build that? Why in high school were you compelled to build a personal finance app? Yeah, so I mean, uh, this was actually, that was the first project that I started working on. And it was actually like how I learned Objective-C and C at the time. Um, you know, at the looking back, I mean, that was a, a, an interesting language to try to learn as my first thing. But um, it was mostly uh-huh. just because, like, I had like six, seven different uh, finance apps, and I like really fell in love with the category, just anything in productivity or finance. And Why did you have seven different finance apps? Because I was trying to find one that didn't suck. Nah, in okay. high school, yeah, oh my God, I feel like yeah. we got to back up even further. Like, <laughs> I got, I got to understand how this human developed. That, <laughs> In the high, okay. We usually wait till like halfway in to go back to the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. but I think we should probably just start Let's there. do it. We're, uh, <laughs> let's back up. We're going to come back to all this stuff. Uh, for, where are you from? Where am I from? Yeah, so I grew up in um, I grew up in like the Detroit metro area in Michigan. Um, uh, up until about high school, I, uh, I moved down to Sarasota, Florida um, with my dad, went to high school down there. And that's when I like started, you know, doing all my development stuff. Um came back up to Michigan uh, at the University of Michigan to like study um, there. And then I guess every summer, the past like five years I've spent out here in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and at one okay. point took what, some time What got off. you into yeah. engineering though? Yeah, that was in Florida? Um, so, I mean, I've always been interested in like technology and computers, right? Like mm-hmm. I, my dad was, my dad was in like the healthcare technology space Tech. when I was growing up. So, you know, there were just a bunch of like servers and wires like hanging around the house and so it's kind of like through osmosis right i think um mm-hmm. like one of my you osmosed the servers into it, yeah. your bloodstream that's, that's a yeah. verb yeah um 
but you know i think i think my parents have like some dumb photos of me like sleeping with like a bunch of cables and oh stuff. buddy uh, we yeah. have to get those osmosis yeah. johnum <laughs> osmosis johnum um and so you know i, I like I did a bunch of that. Is like, that the first Osmosis Jones <laughs> yeah, joke dude, we ever made? Great. I'm so proud of that. I'm very happy. We snuck in an Osmosis Jones joke. <laughs> um, and so, you know, at the time, like, I built a bunch of computers and I repaired stuff and I, you know, followed Apple rumors religiously. Hilariously, I don't anymore. Um, well, you don't have to, really. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because the reason why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so then when I got into high school, it kind of seemed like the natural conclusion of my interest in technology was like learning how to um, program stuff, right? Because I was always really interested in the idea of being able to just um, build something without, uh, I mean, engineering, you kind of can create something out of almost nothing, right? They're just these digital imaginary bits, right? If you can compose enough together, you can make really cool things without many resources aside from like a little bit of knowledge on like a half working computer. Lots of memory. Memory. Cycles. Yeah, <laughs> you build out memory and cycles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so like, um, I mean, yeah, going back to like banker, I I had like <sighs> I spent an absorbent amount of time doing this, but yeah, I mean, they all were either way too simple or like way personal too finance co- personal finance apps. Yeah. apps. yeah, they're either just like um, way too simple or so horrifically complex and heavy that like there's just total overkill like mint at the time was a train wreck I, I think it still is but like i'm past that now mint has a lot of issues yeah yeah um but i mean more than anything like if i were to not be normative about the quality of those apps at the time really i wanted to solve my own problems and i didn't find something that solved it in the way that i liked mm-hmm. so i was like well shit maybe i could just solve this myself uh-huh. um so i started doing that um I released it. It got featured a couple times, so it kind of gave me the like momentum and um, I guess confidence to keep doing that, right? Like, man, maybe what I'm doing is like not garbage. Yeah, um, well, I want to go deep. So, how did you featured in the App Store? Yeah, nice. Yeah, how did you even get for started? iOS mainly? For iOS, yeah, on the App Store. How did you get started teaching yourself? Uh, I, yeah, I, I like. I forget how I started teaching myself. Sure, I know how you started teaching yourself. Your mom told me the story. Oh. Your mom also told me the story. Oh. Cool. <laughs> anyway. You guys should stop hanging out with my mom. <laughs> Shout out Linda. <laughs> Let the record show that Brian looks very upset right now. The yeah. record shall so reflect. <laughs> um, how did I start learning? Yeah, so I mean, right, Sarasota, Florida. Turns out Florida is a lawless swamp um, and, not, and it's not known <laughs> as... A, technological uh-huh. hub well you yeah. gotta watch out for those florida men yeah, you got, oh my they'll God, get you. Do you i'm two connections i'm two degrees away from a real life florida man which yes. i'm pretty <laughs> proud of i think one of my all-time favorites though is like someone a co- like an hour or two away from me went through a wendy's drive-thru and then threw a live baby alligator through the window wow <laughs> which is that's just impressive why I mean, well that's impressive th- and like terrorism um, yes <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> impressive nonetheless uh, oh Florida has a strange tendency of like normalizing uh, throwing baby alligators through Wendy's drive-thrus fun uh, fact I actually had to explain to my dad this weekend what Florida man was for those who don't know what is it well just google Florida man it's it's like you always <laughs> yeah, see yeah, headlines that start it. with Florida man does x or y right, or whatever right. and it's some crazy <laughs> shit but they're all real so there's like a <laughs> they're meme fine. they're yeah, all yeah. real there's a meme that Florida man is a person mm-hmm. Rather than just right. a bunch yeah. of random 
dudes. Yeah. Florida man's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> that you started by Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> that you wholly embrace. Absolutely. Your time. I mean, you, you can't kill an idea. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wow, we're, we're layers deep. Uh, what were we talking about? We were, were talking about the lawless how did I swamp learn? Land right, of... I was in lawless swamp. <laughs> yeah. And the only way I could fend myself from mm-hmm. Florida men uh, was through my Lord and Savior, Objective C. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> why, um, what, why did you even start there? Well, I mean, just because, like, I loved Apple. I uh-huh. had an iPhone. Man, I mean, I built so much of my career just off this, like, little device right yeah, here. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, For those who don't know, he just waved a phone. Let the record yes. reflect, John, I'm <laughs> flipping his little iPhone 7 around. <laughs> We're really on, like, a, a string of visual jokes in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makes it so fun to listen to, you know? <laughs> All the visual jokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get to close your eyes and... Yeah. Try and picture what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I'll try to in, like integrate some interpretive dance. I mean, it's really form. physical yeah. comedy. <laughs> it it yeah. is. It is. I mean, it isn't all podcasting, um, right? So I I wanted to build something for iOS because like that's the platform that I had, and so I went to like Barnes and Nobles and um, a couple miles away from my house, and I just bought like um, you know people may not remember what these things are, but they're at once these things called books. Um, hang so on, you'd essentially you essentially like go yeah, to a, like a, a like a forest <laughs> and and chop down these large hard plants uh-huh. and and you'd cut them into very thin slices wow. and then people would write stuff on them and it, it turns out that like people carve would, them like <laughs> carve them yeah with like you know kinds of different kinds of berries and things uh, <laughs> carved with berries ah yeah. yes and so that right, whole thing <laughs> i'm not sure you know how writing works my dude <laughs> right. i'm not sure you know sorry, how right, like right, right. books but i'm gonna let this one slide my friend i appreciate I, I the meant, attempt I meant as an in ink yeah Maybe you berries as an ink. No, and that's then you how use berries as ink. Uh, yeah, sure. If you if you're an actual bear. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> this is good. This is good. So Hyper intelligent bears. Yeah, berries as ink. Berries ink. What do you think bears <laughs> would call themselves? Cool. Next next question. Um, so right. I mean, I I just bought like every book they they had on like. IOS, Objective C, Xcode, all this kind of stuff. Um, not knowing any of it, not knowing where to start, but like I was like, well, books, um, you know, could like provide a good foundation for this, right? Um, and so, I mean, interesting. Like nowadays, uh, up in Michigan, I run a creator space called Shift, and you know, mentor a decent amount of students, like trying to progress in their current projects or learn certain skills. And like very often, one of my like um, my like biggest recommendations is like go buy a book. Right, which will like lay out that foundation in a really like eloquent, edited way. Anyway, um, so I just like started chugging through those, and uh, it was really painful. I mean, and now I recommend it to all my <laughs> students. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I, I don't say it's like going to be easy or pleasant at yeah. first, right? Because essentially, computer science um, is is a subject in which you really have no primer in, you know, K through twelve, right? Um, if you want to become a, you know, if you want to become a scientist or uh, an English major or something like this, you know, you take some of those classes um, throughout throughout your life, right? But if you go, if you graduate from high school or whatever, and then go into computer science, you have no background, right? So you essentially yeah. start from scratch. Maybe you have a little bit of um, intuition about logic, but you're really starting from nothing, and it's really really painful at the beginning. And I remember just like, ah. Just being, yeah, super angsty mm-hmm. about how nothing made sense. Mm-hmm. And, like, I couldn't imagine how anyone wanted to do this. Um, Why did you keep going? 
I guess I I guess I saw the light at the end, right? I knew conceptually that for something to be built, like I, I use I use software, right? And that software had to be built by someone who started from nothing as well. Wizards. And they, yeah, by wizards <laughs> or in wizards. like the Misty Mountains. Yeah. Um, I was like, I want to become one of these. No. Um, but I you know John I'm the Gray. <laughs> I I am old and gray. Yes. Um <laughs> the record show. Uh, <laughs> No, so, but, you know, I, I guess I persevered long enough because, like, what was driving me was I, I had this big whiteboard of, like, you know, I I drew out all of the interfaces and variations of all the screens and all the interactions of, you know, what I wanted this um, app to be. And, like, that was kind of the guiding light, right? I think um, learning new skills is much easier when you have, like, a purpose. Uh, it's hard to kind of, like, aimlessly try to learn something difficult. Let me learn motivated. every piece of this. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, categorically no JavaScript. Just do it. <laughs> I mean, plus one. We'll, we'll pin that. Plus, plus. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole like idea of learning how to learn these things is interesting. And now that you have learned it and you've been working in code professionally and now you're mentoring other people, what are like the common problems that you see people encounter? Is there maybe where you were five years ago trying to get their first start and like, how would you advise people that maybe don't have that light at the end of the tunnel, but they know that this skill is yeah. valuable because everyone's talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Like everyone says it's going to help you build better things, but how do I know that? How do I get there? No, absolutely. I mean, I think the most fundamental thing is starting with your own like motivation, right? If you can't find, uh, if you can't find a reason for doing something difficult, you're not going to do something difficult because there's, there are enough other things that are not as painful that will bring you joy that are not that thing. Right. So, you know, what I always say is to learn something, find a little, little tiny side project, just like the littlest thing that um, you could build, right? Maybe, you know, maybe I'm super into coffee. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if I could make a little app that I could just like save a couple like, you know, um, bean ratios and and uh, like grind settings and this and that and maybe add a note about like, okay, this one's a little bit bitter. Maybe I could change this, right? And that'll give you the smallest bit and, you know, something trivial, Right, and now you're a third wave coffee rock star. And now you're a third wave <laughs> coffee rock star. Yeah, yeah I mean like that's that. that's all up in my uh, upcoming book. But um, <laughs> how to become a, a third wave coffee rock star <laughs> in one easy step? Oh man! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, you know, you build something small, and then you you slowly snowball from there. And once you get a little more confidence, right? Once you can, once you can see something that you've made. Uh, it becomes a lot easier to be like, wait, this is actually accessible. I can keep adding to this in, in small small chunks, right? You I know? feel like the word in there that you said that res- resonates most with me is the word confidence. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. until you've solved a problem, yep. you don't know that you can solve that category of problems. You need that right. daybook of it all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of nodding my head as you say this because this is exactly how I learned is like scratching my own itch, you know, and I think that's a very common yeah, right, common right. sentiment. but. With each one is like a little more confidence that you mm-hmm. can try something a little harder, something a little bigger, like expand the the scope of the things that you're trying to build in that. Right. Definitely. And, and if you never get that first dose of mm-hmm. confidence, that first hit, then right. it sucks. You're kind of fucked. Right, right. But if you are lucky enough, you know, then you kind of get addicted, right? You get addicted to the ability of like creating something and scratching your own itch. It's crazy like, rewarding, even oh, if absolutely. it's just for you. Right, 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 right. And then, right, I mean, not even taking into account what it feels like when other people 
out of their own volition use Which is something that you made. Insane. Like that's like, kind of why. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Um. So anyway, um, I I did that, and um, you know that did well. You designed it as well. I I also designed it. So that was that was my start of um. Did you know, into design is. at that point were you like aware of what product design was or what you were doing or was it were yeah, I mean you, I, were I studying I, that as well like picking up books yeah I, I bought some books um also at Barnes and Nobles and just uh-huh. kind of worked through it but I would say I mean I followed Apple really intently yeah um that's and, a great place to start yeah yeah and I, I so I think, he only did scroll jacking <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean uh I think I think I got a lot of um, my initial taste and like, you know, obviously like design patterns from Apple. I mean, like the human interface guidelines um, are restricting in some ways, but that's actually really, really nice, especially if you're not experienced in design, right? It gives you the initial like kind of um, guidelines of where you can go and, you know, how to not shoot yourself in the foot. And I think, um, you know, I I kind of followed those and, you know, eventually started changing it more and more into something that I think was okay and yeah so like that's that's how i that's how i got started there i mean it, it was really funny like man i remember when it was, i haven't thought about banker in years but um i remember one day i got this email this was maybe six months after it was in the app store this was really surreal i got an email from this guy named jay who was like a senior visual designer at google and he was also super into like productivity apps. So like he found Banker and like really liked the interactions and like the features and how it was like designed and stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And then like paragraph three, he was like, yeah, so I also had some ideas about how you could maybe like tweak the visual design or maybe some other directions you could go. And he designed like probably like, you know, five, six, seven entire new, like entirely new interfaces for this thing. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I, that's I, I insane. Mean, like, like took the time. Yeah, what? Like, cared about it to that extent that he like actually had that as a side project, right? Um, and so, you know, he was actually probably like my first like design mentor. Um, Have you met him? I've never met him. What? Know. You know, Google's pretty close to here, right? <sighs> yeah, you, you're like in the neighborhood now. Is he still at Google? I I think so. Yeah. I I, I tried. That's I, I almost met him once when I was visiting out here, I think back in like 2013. But um, I mean, it's crazy, right? Like, man, the internet. Who does that? Who does that? Uh, but it Who totally... takes that much time out of their day? <laughs> Apparently. This For guy... unsolicited reasons? <laughs> oh. Seriously? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it but was amazing. Like, that like, is amazing. I studied yeah. them and dissected them and I learned from them and I like, you know, iterated and asked him for his feedback and integrated some of those ideas. Like I did a whole redesign and like integrated parts of it and it was great. Um, like, man, I mean, a lot of times I think people think about their own success or achievements in terms of just like, man, from nothing, I became this thing, right? In reality, like, I really see your success as like this dependency graph, right? This graph of all the people who like took bets on you, who allocated resource, who gave you resources and time and energy and money when they could be doing other things, right? Um, and man, like looking back, I mean, you know, the, the guy who, um, the, the first um, startup I worked at, this place called ShopSync uh, out in Berkeley, uh, you know, I, I visited an SF, we grabbed a burrito, six months later, he hits me up and he's like, yeah, I think Banker's super cool, you seem great, you want to come like be an intern at ShopSync? <laughs> I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm just like super grateful to those like 
people in my life, right? Success is a dependency that, guy. That seems very accurate. Um, I think anyone can get like a certain level of like ramp up on their own, but it's when someone takes a bet on you that it like just amplifies the curve. Like you just suddenly jump up. Right. Should, I mean, for that's him. That's kind of cool. You should make like a, <clears throat> like a visualization <laughs> of your own NPM. I think that'd be. The I think that'd be really triangles cool. of yeah. management. Like NPM install Brin. God, fuck you. <laughs> I'd add you to my dependencies. Well, for tax purposes th- and <laughs> and others. I mean, Brian, you're a pass-through entity, right? <laughs> that something like that. Yeah, <laughs> something well, like that. I mean, only for ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So I, I guess like just condensing a couple of years um, into a shorter period of time. Yeah. Then I, you know. I worked at ShopSync, then I worked at Beta Brand, um, which is like a 50-person company. Then I was at Venmo for a little bit with um, with our friend Sam. And uh, Ayaka. And Ayaka, Who's at yeah. Apple now? She's at Apple. I mean, the world is a very tiny town. Mm-hmm. She used the to world work is a like tiny next town. door. Mm-hmm. Like the know, workflow right, office was right. next door. Right. No, so, so that's wild. Um, she's like right across the street from me now. I should grab lunch with her. Um, but then, yeah, like landed up, you know, I, I, then, I, then I went to college did my freshman year there and Michigan being a large public university, um, you know, they're, they're fairly rigid in their requirements and they're like, um, like the courses that they want you to take, right. They want you to take all the intro courses from the beginning for whatever you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They don't want people Java. like just all Java, just all Java all day. No. Um, but I got there and they wanted me to take like intro to programming one. Like this was a variable, Right. And like, you know, slow down. Hang on. A what? I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, you use variables. It's all about constants. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I did that. And then I took like a second semester class. It was like an intro to like data structures and stuff like that. And I felt at that time that I was just like, like I, I was um, like simultaneously, I was, I was teaching a class on iOS and then also working on another startup of mine called Candid. And then I was taking these classes in which I really felt like I wasn't doing anything with my time, right? They were just like burning cycles. And I got really, really frustrated. And this was, that was probably like at the end of that year, that was probably when I was closest to just like dropping out and like coming out here. Instead, what I did was like, um, you know, uh, I, I took the following semester off and just like, so I did my freshman year, then went to Venmo and then I took that fall off and to go work at Apple. So I just like lived out here for like seven, eight months. Um, and I think that like kind of reset me and that was good. Why, why did that reset you not make you want to drop out even more and just keep doing that? Yeah, actually, maybe that's a lie. It didn't reset me. <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. That's yeah. recorded. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah. I guess like we should preface, I, I think when we have the conversation about like dropping out or not as someone in technology that knows how to code, like there's a lot of implied fortune that comes with having that choice of being able to drop out and like knowing that you have it's a very privileged position it's a privileged position absolutely so let's get that context out up front that we all know we're talking about this kind of thing but here you are you're at the end of your freshman year you've had these internships you've been at venmo then apple it's like wait why that was your freshman year why do you go back you had already been at apple and venmo um well at the end after my freshman year i went to venmo then apple okay like and then went back to school Got so, yeah. Can you tell me 
about that? Uh, you know, why haven't you dropped we, out? Yet? We've talked about this over the years, but like, why? Did yeah, you, well, go back? We've, you say we've talked about this over the years, but seriously, <laughs> literally like, over every, the years. Every time yeah, every Jonam <laughs> comes out here, I'm like, why haven't you dropped out yet? And I, I really want to yeah. know the answer. <laughs> yeah, and, and every time I come back out here, you guys are like, you know, you guys and Sarah are like, all right, so now you're graduated, like you're finally out here permanently. I'm you're like, done now, no. right? Like um, one and a half. Like, we've known you for like. Two years? Yeah. Three years? Yeah, I think like something like that's that. That's like three colleges, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. You've got a like master's or some shit now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, is that a joke? Dr. Yes. Jonathan? <laughs> so what uh, happened after Dr. Professor. The, first, um, the first Apple round? Why'd you go back? Why did I go back? Um, the Apple doesn't fall far from the Trivetti. <laughs> God. I, I got a thing. I gotta. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta go. This is no. I, I mean, because uh, because I just signed for. Um, I just signed for explicitly four months, right? And it's like I want to do this thing, and then I'm gonna go back to school, and I think that would give me more context, right? Um, and like, as much as I wanted to drop out, and as much as I loved being living out in San Francisco and doing work that I thought was interesting to me and important um, to me, it it turns out that like dropping out is kind of hard to do, right? Because it's it's a, I mean, it's it's always been something in, in the back of my head, but I mean, like, once you pull that trigger, you've pulled that trigger, right? And unless there's, like, some enormous impetus to do it at some certain time, um, you know, I never found it easy to just be like, yeah, all right, I think this is the last semester I'm going to be here, right? And then, well, and then... Your credits don't go away, to be clear. I dropped out. Right. You could go back. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I, I guess I mean, like, you know, you're, you're leaving your communities, you're leaving your friends, you're leaving, it, that's kind of the happy path. That's the standard path, mm. right? And which is actually like also the thing that prevents a lot of people from like trying to acquire new skills, right? It's it's you want to stay on the, sit on the safer path. Even if you know that if you take a dive, if you, even if you trip, you're not going to hurt yourself much. You, there's a road back. Mm-hmm. You're not going to die, right? And it's so much easier said than done, Um, and I mean, like, yeah, I've spent a lot of time, like, kind of angsting over back and forth, like, is this the community for me? And I guess it got to a certain point in which I decided that I would be okay staying in college, not for the classes, but for the community that I was a part of, right? That I, that I did find value, um, in, for example, this creator space, right? Um, in teaching, like I started teaching, I've taught two classes and that was like one of the most rewarding things I've done. Um, like I've met, um, you know, some of the most incredible, fantastic people I've ever met out there. Right. And, um, you know, I, I guess, I guess I came to terms with, if I can accept that as the reason, then that's fine. You know? And then I guess I'll be out here soon enough. I think that's probably the best argument that I've heard from people that end up staying. Um, I think that's probably the reason I ended up staying. I think uh, I had this closed-minded view when I was in school of I'm at school to get the skills necessary to get a job. And so I started working my junior year and is like, check, like mm-hmm. I did it. So why keep going to school? Yeah, And I think that's a little bit closed-minded to the other things that school offers, which is like access to people, access to different ideas, access to like a community of people right. that, are there for the purpose of learning a ideas. bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, anyways, I, I think you Brian and I school for that. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. 
It's not a bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship. I have a business, a business degree with a major in entrepreneurship. God so damn it. So a bachelor's degree. Bachelor's, yeah. In entrepreneurship. With a major in, God dang it. I don't know. Like, so, so, right. so that's the thing is, yeah. um, I don't think my degree matters right now. <laughs> like, I don't think it will influence that but well you're it was good you're to, at maximum entrepreneurship right now yeah yeah so but it was good actually actually fuck yeah it was good it was worthwhile learned a lot <laughs> about what we're doing right now okay say more words uh javascript no like the sales the, the main the sort of keystone entrepreneurship class that we cap took, tables yeah it was about it's called startup finance <laughs> or well entrepreneurial finance but it was about how do you run finances as a startup right. so it's like Here's how term sheets work. Sure. Here's how investments Don't work. Don't ever make profits. Here's how cap Just tables take work. more VC. I mean, yeah. interesting. Here's, that, that, here's mm. like, here's the debt versus equity. Like, these are the different ways to think about yep. that. So it's a shit ton of math, a lot of learning about like in the investment side of things, which is pretty helpful being out here. No, I no, absolutely. And, you know, let me clarify, like, even though I had been building stuff and working places before college, I came into college with like, with a really positive mindset, right? I wanted to come in and learn the kinds of things that I couldn't in Sarasota, Florida, right? Mm-hmm. By like being I, in I, Michigan. Yeah, right. I, I, want, <laughs> I wanted to learn, like, you know, computer vision, compiler design, like, um, you know, different paradigms, like all of this complex stuff that I, y- you actually, it's pretty hard to self-teach, right? And, and I came in and was just in, instead handed this very... Um, Here's what variables are. Yeah, I, I got here's what variables are, right? And like, this is what you'll get and you're going to like it and you're also going to pay us like $20,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying these things. You're saying words. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so so I guess like in terms of learning I, over the years, I've, I tr- I've tried to take that just into my own hands um, with like side projects and things like that. And then just really accepted college as I'm there for the communities and the resources and stuff like that if not the classes. Sure. Yeah. Do you do other side projects while you're in school? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of keep me sane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, where do I start? Uh, At the so, one after so Banker. Banker, and I also heard Candid in there. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, then uh, my freshman year, I, I worked on this um, social network photo sharing app thing called Candid, um, and the idea was, you know, we belong to, we belong in different... Um, in multiple different social circles, right? My family, my friends, my housemates, my coworkers, this, that, and whatever like divisions of that you want to draw additionally. And so my uh, at the time, you know, I met this guy named Oliver Johnston, uh, who's this amazing designer my age now. He's back out in um, New Zealand. But um, we worked on this thing where you'd belong to different groups and um, based on everyone's... Um, you know, activity and location, geography, stuff like that. Um, each group would like randomly get a notification at the same time at some point in the day, right? So let's say we're all three of us are in the same group. Uh, maybe we're in different parts of the state or country or whatever. Uh, we get that notification and you have 60 seconds to take a photo of like whatever you're up to. Um, and, you know, if, uh, if you do, you can see what everyone else is up to in real time. And if you don't, you're kind of locked out. And it was kind of just like, it was fun and silly, but it, it like... I don't know. I, I really liked it. I'm, I liked it, especially just using it with my family. Yeah. Because um, you're really there's no filter. You're not you're not posing for anyone. You're not you don't have an audience. 
Um, and it, it was just kind of organic. And so I launched that at um, like a conference called Demo in 2015, which is like, or 2014. It was like kind of like Disrupt um, out in San Jose. Um, so I like skipped a final and like got a zero on that to go out and launch Candid. Um, and then... Did you take it? a picture? <laughs> did you oh, pick, so take it. a picture of the zero? <laughs> the zero? <laughs> this is what I'm doing right now, failing my class. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean... It, that was that was that in, that was that first intro to programming. So I was like, I'll just make it up on the next exam, and if I can't make it up on the next exam, like I won't be a programmer. Maybe I. Maybe <laughs> it's I it's more of a let to... than a const. <laughs> yes. Let, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you about this variable. <laughs> um, so, so I did that, and then um, you know, well, I, what was the response? How'd it go? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, it was good. I, it was live for maybe eight or ten months. I got really, really burnt out. Um, like the the two months leading up to launch, I mean, I was not doing anything but working. Like, you know, for that period, I was like pretty unhealthy. Uh, I wasn't eating a lot. I didn't see many of my friends. I wasn't going to class. I was just like, you know, I'd wake up at like six in the morning and work till like two or three. Because um, like we had this deadline that like if we went on stage and we didn't have this thing live, um, like one, we're not going to present and it's all for nothing. And then secondly, there was this, all, there's also this penalty. Right. Where if, you know, if you were invited to launch at this conference, if you raised under like, I don't know, maybe like 100K or a million or something like that, it's free. But if you fail to like actually show up, right, because that's shitty on the conference's part as well, then you're subject to this like insane penalty of like money just I, I didn't have. What? Um, wow. But we ended up like taking that. I've bet never heard of and, anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. Um, but, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I remember, um, you know, I, like I, I love, I love my co-founder to death, and he's one of the best people I've ever worked with. And I, it was really just because, like, I was in an unhealthy spot. But I remember, I probably like um, <laughs> a week before we were about to fly out to San Jose, um, you know, I was like heads down working for two days, and then I got on the phone. I was in Michigan; uh, he was out in California. We got on the phone to talk about. Um, you know, like do a little stand up progress update. And I was like, man, I did a bunch of stuff with like security. I implemented like a rate limiter and I fixed this like crazy caching bug for like images and like this and that and that. And like, you know, he was super stressed with the the designs and the product and that kind of stuff. And, you know, he said maybe unintentionally something along the lines of like, that's it or something. And man, it was like the middle of winter and I was outside in like probably my my pajamas. I hadn't eaten in like a day, and I just started like bawling, and like that was probably like that low point. Um, and uh, you know, I, I called my sister, and I was like, I, I was just like bawling, and she was like, "When was the last time you ate?" I was like, "Just <laughs> like go eat, turn off your phone, get some sleep." Let's talk about this tomorrow. Um, so it launched, I was super burned out, very relieved, you know, at, at, um, at the high point, I think we had like a couple thousand active users, which was cool, but, um, I just didn't have that, like, uh, that like reservoir emotionally and physically was just like super drained. Um, so that's when I took a break. And I moved on to the next project, which was like I wrote. Um, I took a break by doing a new thing. Yeah. I mean, that's how I like <laughs> take that, breaks. That's what breaks are in this, right? Yeah. yeah. In this thing we do. Right. Um, but I wanted to do something like less inward facing. So I, I, I 
um, I wrote this like curriculum called iOS Crash Course. It was this like six week um, class at Michigan, and I and I taught that, um, and that was like really really re- rewarding. Uh, and you know, I found that over the years teaching is one of the best things that like I can do with my time. Um, you know, so those are some of them. And then for a little bit, I worked on like um, just on my own. I, I wrote some like autonomy algorithms. Like, what does that mean? Um, so I got really into, um, I got really into the idea of autonomy, like vehicles and like lane keeping and dynamic cruise control and v- object detection and stuff like that. Uh, I think this was maybe um, late 2016, early this year. For like four or five months, I was working on um, this neural network that would essentially uh, train. So, like, just with one camera that you would mount on your car. Uh, it would be able to predict uh, in real time the necessary steering angle of the um, of the steering wheel mm-hmm. to like keep it in that lane, right? Um, so it was like kind of funny. I, I had my car, and then I needed to gather like sensor data oh, no. to train it. And you know, me being an iOS developer, the best thing I could do was like just get a bunch of iPhones and strap them to different parts of my car, <laughs> which is exactly what I did. So I had one on. I had like one on the top. I was, like, gathering images at, like, you know, 100 hertz. Then I had another mounted vertically on my steering wheel to gather, like, the angle of the wheel. Uh-huh. I had a third mounted, like, near the dash to get the roll of the car. Yeah. Uh, and that was enough to kind of train. And, um, you know, it was all good until, like, I, I took it out on the highway the first time. And... Uh, Lost an iPhone. I used to have a success. I no longer have that success. Success? iPhone success. Success. No, what was the test I no success? Have success? I mean, if you count like as soon as I hit 70 miles an hour, this entire stand and iPhone flew off the top oh, no. of my moonroof into the highway behind me. But, but did it know where you should steer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, all right, now I have skin in the game. Like now I have to do something with this, right? Um, but so what'd you do with it? <laughs> I uh, it's, it turned out to be like a big project. Um, no, nah, it sounds surprise. Pretty small. Yeah, he's got to build a car. I mean, it was super cool, right? I mean, I I did get to the point where I could predict the steering location in good weather with uh within like point two degrees, like ninety six, ninety seven percent of the time. Just like you know, you can't ship that. Yeah. But as like one person, as yeah. like a side project, um, I wanted to like learn about machine learning and confnets and uh, vision and stuff like that. I mean, like that was kind of cool, right? So I could, I had this like simulator that I built that was essentially like run as if the um, the training model were predicting the angles and it like, that was kind of cool. This kind of yeah. stuff's so over my head and I was just reading about. Um, you should build a driving game with it. Actually, a bunch of people to act, gather. So gathering training data for this kind of stuff is actually like a huge pain in the ass, right? Because doing anything uh, with gathering real world physical data just sucks right so many things can go wrong whether it's a hot dog or not whether what <laughs> do you see hot dog or not no oh but i'm uh, watching silicon valley this season and i'm huh? not hip with the youth you are hip not with hip the with, youth you're not hipping and driving you, you gotta are watch the, youth. the uh silicon valley season four episode four wow that's very encyclopedic yeah well we just watched it last night <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah well let me play this off cool yeah i just watched it last night no we just yeah. watched it last night um but so actually like people have taken games like grand theft auto or like similar games like that and actually used that like you know hooked up a steering wheel as like a controller and use that to gather 
training data and images from the frames of that video game. Ah, those extremely so, accurate game physics. Well, I mean, it'll act surprisingly. It'll take you pretty far, unless it's a it, horse. Unless and then you're dead. What? Unless it's a horse. No game can do horse physics right. Have you seen like the horse physics videos? It's like clop. No. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> no, like yeah. suddenly, like the back of the horse will disappear or something. It's the best. Uh, you guys got to watch game physics videos. It's kind of terrifying <laughs> to think that someday a car that I drive that will be autonomous will have been trained by. Well, you video won't drive it. I mean, that I sit inside of. Sorry, let me clarify. This is if you want to. Um, prototype a new idea or something right it'll it'll get you that 80 percent right which in the realm of autonomy is like might Suddenly as well be zero your car percent. steals right. itself yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 some of my friends were like so john i'm like if we took this thing out um like how successful would it be i was like 100 percent successful if you want to get steered into a tree <laughs> any other destination i will for sure crash you i will for sure crash you don't no you come to me around. and say you can't crash me We'll crash you. Because I will crash you. I will crash you. <laughs> um, I can't wait for the self-driving a... Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> Hold the wheel. What wheel? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Dom. <laughs> no, the Dom is the web browser that's steering the car. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, then you're also oh, for sure no. going to crash. Yeah. You like, but, but 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 different cars will crash in different ways. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. non-deterministic, non-obvious uh-huh. ways. Well, some of them will be truthy crashes, and some of them will be falsely true oh, crashes. God. How do you feel about the the web, <sighs> internet browsers, and writing web applications? That was a quick turn. It's a sticky topic. Do we do we open this up? All right, all right. Um, man. Okay, so I have a lot of beef with the web. Um. You know, so uh, so <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to do with that. So context, context. Yeah, Brynn and I are building a product right. on the web, not on mobile, which right. in 2017 is a little counterintuitive. Uh, I mean, I think that's fine. So, so let me clarify before I provide the context of like why I have problems with the web. Um, I don't see this as a a uh, mobile versus web thing. I think those are totally those are just like platforms, right, or devices. Um, I mostly mean like uh, web development and the technologies associated with that versus uh, the technologies associated with every other platform development, so like native development. And that can be, you know, desktop, tablet, iPhone, watch, what ha- like, you know, operating systems, like whatever, right? Um, and so, yeah, let me think. I think late 2015, uh, two friends and I who also... I uh, had a bunch of experience like doing uh, native development, uh, mostly in iOS and OS X. Um, we're just like really, really uh, upset at the at the state of the web in that the web was built on these three technologies, right? HTML, CSS, and JavaScript predominantly a little over 20 years ago and has not changed significantly so since, right? I mean, HTML was essentially built back in the day to... Um, you know, uh, create websites that were kind of like online newspapers, right? And, and it's hypertext um, markup language, and it does that really, really well, right? If you want to mark up text, HTML all day It gets long. you the hyperest text. It gets you the hyperest, right? But it starts breaking down over the years as we start to build really complex things like Spectrum, like Twitter and Facebook, right? In which you're really trying to use these, um, like, tools intended for just 
laying out text in simple ways, but now we're trying to do like crazy animation. We're trying to do like uh, manipulation, have things be responsive and like performant uh, and consistent. And we get none of those things with the web. I mean, you know, the web, two of these three things, HTML and CSS, they're not even programming language. They're, they're not Turing complete. They're pew, stringly pew, pew, typed. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I mean, they're stringly typed. There's no semantic analysis. You can shoot yourself in the foot every single day you can't center a div i don't know what the fucking div yeah, is yeah you can dude <laughs> okay Come maybe on, with like man. 16 frameworks and yeah, like yeah. dude days. have you heard of flexbox my friend oh my god <sighs> so flexbox <sighs> 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 and, and and then you have then you have javascript which is a whole different thing but uh-huh. for some reason this heinous garbage it's, language has hey, been hey it's javascript's birthday today don't you dare talk shit on <laughs> so much shit about javascript <laughs> It doesn't deserve, deserve to exist. Why? Tell me more. Because JavaScript. I, think, I don't know if I that? can agree with you, man. Okay, let, let me hear your argument. As a modern, it is one of the weakest uh, modern languages of all time. Right? There are no. There's no Deadlift? notion. There are no Bench notion press? of types. Right? You have non-deterministic quality. What about all your numbers are at max 53 bit precision? There's no classes, so you do yeah. this like yeah. weird proto typal inheritance yeah. type junk Move classes it's not compiled so you don't get like proper it, error it's messages compiled. with like v8 maybe uh-huh yeah with react <laughs> that's that doesn't make any sense that's not uh okay um javascript is to me uh it, it's kind of developing with this like you know when you when you eat some cotton candy and then you put it in your mouth it like start. It, it starts with some structural integrity. It's not particularly strong, but then you you put some water in, and it starts dissolving into this like sand that's sifting through your fingers. Right? I'm unfamiliar with this concept. Why would you put water on cotton candy in your hands? Well, when you, when you eat water in your candy. mouth and you eat it, <laughs> right? It goes you in. spit it back out. And in you your spit hand it back and it turns out into your sand, hand, and then you sort of drool in your hand. You know that right. experience, Bryn? Yeah, I mean this. Like this is definitely not a popular opinion, right? People love the web, and no, this is so. a People love cotton point. candy. You're pissing me off. You're offending yeah. me. L- let me clarify. Like the web is great because this it's is something open. Sam says to me every day. I don't care. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyways, <laughs> God and HTML, right? It's a non-deterministic way of laying. You things should out. do stand-up comedy, and your opening bit is like, <laughs> "Man, <laughs> what's the deal with Hotmail these days? What's the deal with that div?" Right. I mean, you, right. You essentially lay everything out by like forcing things up against each other and like padding things and then just like hoping and praying. Um, and then like you, you have you have HTML and you have your CSS injected in and more HTML into that. And then you have your JavaScript modifying that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can't you can't trust CSS. So you, you use SAS or something and you compile it down. We need to talk about the way you're building websites. Not enough frameworks is not a solution. Not enough frameworks, yeah. my friend. Right. Right, and then, and then you you know there's not a good way to manage state, so you have things like you know um, React or Redux, and then mm-hmm. you know you have things that compile down into CSS at the end of the day, and then even JavaScript you can't trust JavaScript, which is why TypeScript is so popular because it adds like a lot of necessary safety features, mm-hmm. right. and the whole thing is just people trying to bandaid over the same problems that we've been experiencing for multiple decades um, without actually f- like modifying the fundamental uh, structure of this thing, right? Okay, so. So what um, you're saying is React the language rather than React the framework will solve all our problems. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you regret talking to us about this No, yet? not at all. Uh, this this gives me an outlet for my angst. Just kidding. Um, anyway, so I started working on this project called Burn the Web. Okay. Um, and 
what this is is a JavaScript, unfortunately JavaScript framework that um, allows you to build Gosh, websites. Gosh, I hate JavaScript. I'm you know terrible no, because JavaScript. you built something That's better the one I built was in JavaScript. JavaScript. <laughs> well, it turns out JavaScript is the one part of that trio that you actually fundamentally can't remove, right? Because it's the only language that has access to the DOM APIs. So as much as that sucks, like, yeah, we wrote it in TypeScript. It compiles down into JavaScript because you have to, unless you rebuild a browser, but that's stage two. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so the idea is instead of building websites and laying things out with HTML and CSS, um, you can actually just build and compose everything with SVG, right? So for... Uh, Friends about to explode. What did you just say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All SVG right. everything? SVG. Let me, my let me friend. break this down. My friend. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't know SVG. Brin's you don't know the power right of SVG. You know I worked at Figma, right? Yeah. I know a lot about SVG. Okay, sure, right. <laughs> what, what, what are, all right, quickly, what are your qualms with it? Uh, it's not perfect. But well, one, it's a language that hasn't really improved in 13 years and also is not built for humans or for computers. It's very bad at both of those things. Yes, I agree. Um, let me, so let me clarify. And everyone renders them differently, which is also problematic. Just make everything a view box, call it a day. So essentially, um, if you can reduce the responsibility uh, of SVG down to the layer of, okay, if I give you four points, can you draw me a box, mm-hmm. right? If you can draw, if you can uh, deterministically draw a box and then put it somewhere in a coordinate system in your, um, in your browser, then you can build anything in the universe, right? That, that's like the fundamental tenet, right? That is a box. That is a box. Because everything is just, everything are just boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that to my squircles. <laughs> 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 can your SVG squircle, Jonam? I, you know, that's uh, that's a V two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kicking the future. Um, so, anyways, the idea is it's a set of APIs that lets you um, build web applications and websites uh, with like uh, with just SVG and like native feeling APIs, right? So I can say, you know, give me a view of this size, put it at this um, place, color it this color, add these gesture recognizers to it. Um, all that kind of stuff. And we were able to do some really interesting stuff, like actually build an auto layout system, like a constraint-based auto layout system in SVG. So you, for Britain, you never interact with SVG. You never see it. You never have to see it. So essentially, if you were to inspect element on a, on a bird in the web page, you would see there's an open HTML tag because you need that. And then we just hijack the entire page with a big SVG tag and draw all the coordinates ourselves, right? Um, so we built like this awesome like layout system and um, you know event handling uh, framework and graphics engine and uh, like responder chain stuff and uh, text. Text is actually based in HTML because it does that well. Well, you can do SVG text as well. Yeah, it's a little limited. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so like that was great. So you could just write your apps in JavaScript and they would be deterministic and you get you get errors and you don't have to deal with HTML or CSS or any like any of that. Um, so it's a lot of SVG. Yeah. How did, so what was the outcome? Um, we got it probably like 70% way there. It's not done. Um, unfortunately at the point that we got it to 70%, I went to Apple and then another one of, you know, another one of my friends working on it, Ben went full-time at Apple then. And then the third friend also graduated and went full-time out at another company called Farmlogs. So it was kind of this, like, really unfortunate thing in which, like, the timing didn't work out. In which um, took day jobs that weren't building SVG JavaScript <laughs> libraries. 
<laughs> the web needs to be... Anyway. The, well, the web doesn't need to be SVG. <laughs> it needs to be something better than what we have today. Correct. Yeah. And no SVG is there. a prime candidate. Because it also... SVG also has... Um, good consistent support across the board, right? Not every browser supports consistent? everything in SVG. Again, if you can just deterministically draw a rectangle, that's all you need, right? Anything beyond that is just like um, like a language blessing. But if you can just do that much, then you can like compose some really really interesting frameworks. So it's kind of like like it's kind of like UIKit for the web. Um, Says <laughs> so the guy working at Apple on UIKit. <laughs> I don't think your team would bless that. Yeah, I think we should maybe cut that out. Just for you. <laughs> I, I said it's like. Thanks, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so, you know. I want to include that because that's really funny <laughs> that you. Uh, we can include uh, it. it. That doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so it was unfortunate the timing, right? Two of us left. And, you know, um, the idea was we wanted to, you know, obviously MIT open source it and have it just be like a community project. And I think, like, so it's on hiatus right now, but, like, one day it's it's one of the most it's one of the things i feel most strongly about that like you know even if this is not the solution and even if it's not perfect like it should exist out there and it should have its like shot right so would the counter to that be i mean i know you don't like javascript but in a world where you use typescript and you're using jsx and you're writing your styles in javascript then you're never writing html or css right um, sure, but at the end of the day, all web development is predicated on you have these layers of abstraction that make it less painful to to develop. But at the end of the day, it all goes back down to HTML or CSS, right? And so you're kind of beholden to the same fundamental problems that it has, right? Uh, even simple things like you know, it's a it's a trite example, but centering things, centering things is um, it's not just a funny example; it's actually really indicative of the problem of HTML layout, right? It's that because there is not really a coordinate system. You can't have a view hierarchy and you can't place things, right? Um, or, you know, you open up a web page and some of the elements don't load or some of them break in weird ways or you have certain resources that, you know, are just um, missing, right? Um, so those are the fundamental things I want to solve, right? Because you can, to infinity, keep patching and patching and patching, which is like what we've done, right? And it makes sense because of how ubiquitous like these technologies are. You want to work with what's there, right? But man, like in four, in like 20 years, if we're still trying to, if we're, if our applications are increasing at the same levels of like complexity and our tools for other platforms are improving at that same exponential rate and we're still, and web development is still being done with like one hand tied behind our back. I mean, that's just, that's upsetting to me, you know? I mean, I feel like that has to change, right? Like V8 yeah, only came out, I, what, like six or seven years ago? And React is like two years ago? Uh, it's, React's longer than that. Really? Yeah, I think like so. Like in, well, like a 1.0 version? Uh, hmm. I don't know. They've been up for a while. I don't like, I, I think this has to go faster, right? Like Swift only came out a few years ago. Sure. Like we, we're seeing tons of new languages come out and I think... People are writing. The web's only becoming hotter. So, like reason? with things like Electron and all that. But stuff. no one's changing. No one's changing the fundamentals of the web. Yeah. That's the problem. But it's I all think once like we an abstraction. On, once right. we start building yeah. applications in it, it has to change, right? Like, it, it hasn't. But we we have been doing that, right? But web applications are like, applications. I'm I'm saying like my yeah. But over time, it has to change. What has to change? I think we have to get better languages. I'm just so you're agreeing oh, with agree, John. I agree. 
Yes, I agree with John. Yeah. I mean, I especially hope in 20 years we are not using so, HTML, CSS, and Somebody has to do it, right? Like when you sit, sit right. here and say like, oh, what if we built a layout engine using SVGs? It sounds fucking crazy. Right. But whatever is next will have to be crazy and probably no one will buy into it. Like whoever whoever invents the next thing, if there is a next thing, no one's going to want to buy into this until mm. like some magical tipping point that that person left oh, persevere for like, years to get to, right? Yeah. React was like, kind of like everyone was kind of skittish around it for a while and then suddenly it was everywhere yeah, i yeah. think that'll happen soon in a much bigger way yeah like the I, way I people so. are using web technologies now especially javascript doing react native doing electron apps things like that like it has to change that well that's the thing that's almost an argument against is like despite your well the despite a programming a programmer's unhappiness with the language that is javascript it's becoming so ubiquitous that if you learn the one language now you can write iphone apps android apps desktop apps web apps but let right? me, these are By all learning. different yeah, yeah 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 anyways like they're all different but well, no, these no, are what, forces what I mean is, that go counter to to maybe your goal right it's a different problem though right because um the web's ubiquity has nothing to do with what the web's technologies are right um so, and, and like ELI five, because explain like I'm five. <laughs> yeah, so so you're saying that um, it's beneficial to learn JavaScript because uh, it's ubiquitous, or like HTML and CSS because it's ubiquitous. Uh, I'm saying that that is a force that whatever the proposed, whatever your proposal is, or whoever's proposal is for the next thing, mm-hmm. this is the force that they'll be fighting against. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's the that's the cost of any transition, right? right? Yeah, like yeah. that transition is going to be more painful than doing things the current way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is hopefully you make your bets on something that pays off in the medium or long run, right? Um, it's like, man, I, I just think about like in the times that I have developed traditional websites, like front-end web as minimal as, you know, as few things that I've actually done in it. Um, I spend most of my time working with just like really inane like layout bugs, for example, right? That it seems like every time I Google something, there's like 13 different ways of doing it and none of them actually work. I right? agree so with you. it's like at this, at this point, you're kind of dealing with like network effects, right? If everyone knows these set of technologies, then why don't we just stick to it? I mean, you could. I don't, I don't see that as a super like, you know, hopeful future prospect of technology. <laughs> yeah, almost like technology like is predicated yeah, on yeah, having yeah. these like large yeah, revolutions, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I agree. I mean, you know, going from like, you know, X eighty six assembly to like C was a was a transition point, right? You have to learn something new and you have to learn a new environment and new paradigms and think in, you know, uh, different ways. Um, but the idea You're saying these things and I just assume that they're correct because I have no idea. Sure. <laughs> I mean it's the difference between like um writing like zeros and ones and like binary and machine code to like being able to like Right, Swift or JavaScript, mm-hmm. um, in that there is a transition cost associated with it, but you make this bet that this is going to be more robust and better to use and easier to use in the future, you know. Um, so I don't think like network effects should prevent someone from trying to like, you know, improve a system. So is this something that you want to go back to? <sighs> definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's just like. What about open source? Yeah, I mean, I want to open source it. It's, but it's one of those things where, like, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel comfortable open sourcing it in its current 
state. But the problem with that is that I'm probably never going to be happy right. with it, its current state. Exactly. Right. Um, you know, just last Friday, um, I open sourced another project that I've been working on for a couple months, uh, which is called Teddy. It's a um, it's a little compiler that I built uh, in purely in Swift, right? And it was kind of I built it to be an educational thing for me to learn how to build languages, and you know, now I want it to be useful for other people who want to see an application. But you know, I wrote it in maybe two months and haven't touched it in maybe a month and a half. And that entire time, I was like, okay, I'm going to open source it, but I have to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, all these like crazy things, and then I'll be okay releasing it, right? And like the reality was, man, if I just, if I kept that list and I held myself to it, like I'm never going to get there. Like there's always going to be one more thing that has to be done before I'm okay shipping my work. Because like open source is like, you have to show all of your work, right? It's kind of scary if you're not used to it. Like Sam can just do that because he doesn't give a fuck, right? Like he writes something as default as open source. That's amazing. That's like a a level of enlightenment that I'm not yet at. <laughs> I'm still super self conscious, even if I think the work I make is like kind of good. Mm-hmm. But on Friday, like I finally pulled the trigger. I was like, "Hey, this thing's not done. I, it's not gonna be done. This is what it is. I think it's all right. Um, have at it." How'd that feel? <sighs> super liberating. Yeah. Um, I mean, still not as good as like. Man, if it was absolutely perfect in every way that I wanted it to be, but I mean, then it's just going to sit on my laptop for the rest of eternity, and then what's the point of that? Yeah, you know. So I, I maybe at some point, hopefully in the near future, I'll get to the, um, I'll get to the point where I can just accept that. Hey, burn the web is not totally ready, but maybe the community is ready for it. Um, Have you talked to other people besides this about it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the feedback been? They dig it. They do it like they wanna. They wanted an alpha. I wanted to put out an alpha like last year, and I didn't. You know, it's 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 something I think about a lot, and it's kind of like a, it's always in the back of my head. Like I'll work on something, and I'll be like, "Man, is this really the thing that needs my time and attention this second? And yeah, so I, I want to get it out there. And shit, maybe it's terrible. Maybe it's terrible. Maybe it's not the solution. Maybe it's not even, maybe it's completely the wrong direction in every single way, shape or form. Right? Maybe, maybe the mindset, like the, the, the intention seems good. Yeah. And that's a good and place to like, be, right? Man, it should at least have like the, the chance to see the light of day, you know, and be judged based on that. Let it take one breath before it dies. Of exactly. Horrible, right. Painful death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now it's just in purgatory, right? It's, yeah. <sighs> it's, it's like a metaphor for SVG. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that 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 is sad. I was I was reading like an account of on how like no one is actively developing SVG in the in the way it deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that? Savage. Why is that? <laughs> yeah, why? I don't know much about like the the lore or the canon of God, SVG. I, I, like I don't know if you guys have looked into the governing bodies of web technologies, but it's like an absolute train wreck. I mean, there's like um, so it's like most governing bodies then. I mean, it goes to such lengths that I think I think this was for JavaScript or I think it was for JavaScript, like interacting with the DOM. You'll have to check me. But like for one of the major technologies, there's a governing body called WhatWG. Their logo being uh, some sort of question mark. 
So it's literally like, what? WG? And it's a reference to how none of them know what they're doing and they're just kind of like sporadically making decisions um, because it, it's so decentralized of a governing body that you really, um, you don't get anyone who wants to rock the boat, right? Everyone just wants to like maintain the current standards and tweak little things here and there. And you have like 15,000 different stakeholders who don't really actually care about progressing it. But also um, every browser engine has to implement them differently, right? Like, mm-hmm. you you can't centralize that to some degree. When when Google has Blink and Firefox has Gecko and Apple has WebKit, like you you can't force them to all make the same decisions at the same time. But why not? <laughs> I want them wait, to wait, all that, do the that's same. Ex- that's exactly what the governing bodies are supposed to do, right? But like they, the, they um, can't when it's companies that are doing it for their own. Sure. Sakes. I mean, as Firefox, you can decide to not implement a standard, but you're going to pay the price when everyone else does. Right. It, it, like, it doesn't need to be centralized by a private governing body for you to be able to govern standards. Right. Um, like, what you, w- can also, you can govern standards and they don't have to implement them. Correct. Right. But, like, that's going to come at a cost to you. If I have a browser that doesn't support Flexbox, Flexbox, like Safari. Um, Sure, right. I mean, then that's a, that's a point Sorry, against I'm me. I'm angsty about it. I mean, that's fair, right? I mean, that's exactly what I'm talking about, that there's just like all these wild inconsistencies uh, and no one seems to care. And just every every web developer out there is continually paying the price of having to like bridge these gaps themselves. But you're requiring three disparate teams to come to the same conclusion through different means, right? Uh, I think all those companies work together on the standards. They do. I think Facebook's in there. Facebook, Google, Facebook, Apple, Apple, But they still Microsoft. have to implement it on their own, yeah. and yeah. they will probably do it different ways. So you will get disparate behavior. Well, that's why they all meet and like go over this shit. Those are the companies that define all the specs for all the, the right. stuff we use. No, I, I get that. Yeah. But so like they're going to sit in a room and They're still not out. using the same code everywhere. Yeah, but why not. does that matter? Because you're going to get disparate behavior just by nature of it being different code. You, you get disparate, you get, uh, disparate behavior when you implement a spec in a different way that it, like for a given input, you don't get the right output, right? That's just like incorrect. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you you decide to not implement certain features in the spec entirely, right? Which is what happens. But like Brian was saying, that's bullshit because like all of these major companies send representatives to be on these committees and they go and, you know, they they deliberate and they they decide this is the direction that we're going to go and they commit and then half of them don't do it and the other half do it wrong. Well, they also right? have business priorities, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, all reasons why like I don't trust the massive... Uh, thing of technical debt that HTML is, right? That like, if you look at what standards are trying to be passed, they're trying to make HTML and CSS more deterministic and more reliable, right? But if companies are showing that they're not going to do this, they're not, they're not going to do this well, um, then man, maybe HTML and CSS shouldn't have this responsibility, right? Like these are not, these are not like deity languages. They're not so holy that they can't be touched, right? They just happen to be here and they've been here for a long time. Um, and at some point, like, you know, you got to match modern languages. And if you can't do that, something needs to replace you. I'm convinced. <laughs> this gets into a whole nother league for me. Like, I think I agree. Can we start with like, SVG? Nothing's going to stay the same forever. So something will change. Yeah. Whether it's I mean, the... hopefully things don't stay the same forever, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's not the world I want to live in. Right. Yeah. So something will change. I think. Yeah. Do you think it's more likely that HTML and CSS would catch up or that it's going to be replaced? <laughs> God, man. That's a hard thing to 
It's like it's like expectations versus reality. Yeah. Right. That like thus far it seems like no one wants to take that burden on. Um, so well, it's also ba- a, the burden of the internet. Like but all of got the to. internet. I mean, the current got. internet that we know today was a burden that was implemented by some group of people, right? Well, you kind of have to implement HTML, CSS, JavaScript, whatever in whatever language you make it, right? If you want to keep the rest of the internet afloat, or else you have to have like different browser versions or some shit. Yeah, like how do you move beyond it? Yeah, because the rest of the web has way. to exist. Yeah, I mean, you can be backwards compatible, right? Um, like the <laughs> so support <laughs> support everything, but don't build any no, no, no. more. What, what I'm saying is, like theoretically, with this framework, burn the web. If you build a burn the web application, um, you know, a browser that supports burn the web, or sorry, a browser that supports today's Google.com and Facebook.com would automatically support a site um, built on burn the web technologies, right? Um, the idea is you don't need some special kind of browser or some crazy plugin or this or that, right? Maybe down the road, um, maybe we can actually evolve browsers another order of magnitude, right? Um, and, you know, in fact, um, kind of a, an even bigger moonshot idea that um, Christian, Ben, and I were talking about was, you know, like what if we kind of rebuilt, um, rebuilt browsers more natively, right? They can still be open, they can still be, they can still support all the modern paradigms, but we could replace JavaScript as well. Serve compiled apps. Yeah, you could you could do compiled apps. Um, you could um, you could do some interesting things with. Um, essentially, your browser could have um, a graphics library that other web applications just send, uh, just like link to, right? Which is like how. For example, UIKit works, or like same on Windows, right? Like you ship your app, and then it links to the device's framework that's mm-hmm. already there, right? And you could build that on like OpenGL and stuff like that, and it'd be super performant, and it's still, it could still be very open. Um, but you know, again, that requires everyone to adopt a new browser, and that's—I mean—that's that's, what WebGL is, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I hope WebGL is adopted in the way it's been talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't know how confident I am about that, but I, I would love that. How do you feel about WebAssembly? Oh, uh, yeah, Web- WebGL and like WebAssembly. Um, WebAssembly, I think, is too early to make any calls on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just maybe like a couple months ago, they had like some early preview of like some stuff. Um, I-, I think it's still at that point. It- it's so much in its infan- infancy that you can't reasonably build something on it, right? Everything is just going to change or not be impl- like, you don't even know where it's going yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So you just finished Teddy. I did finish Teddy. What are you working on next? <sighs> what am I working on next? I guess, I guess, uh, the web. Well, some, some Apple shit. Time to dust yeah. off the old yeah. cobwebs, huh? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, I mean, uh, the next two and a half months, I'm going to be working on UIKit at Apple, um, which means I'm not going to have much time or the ability to like work on projects of my own. I mean, the reason I just released Teddy on Friday was that like if I didn't do that before I started today, like it's not going to see the light of day for another couple months. Yeah. So it's like I got to throw it out there. Yeah. Um, which is actually like a nice deadline to have. Yeah. After that, I mean, I'm actually gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm only doing ten weeks at Apple. And then I'm going to go travel around Europe for mm-hmm. like, you know, month, month and a half or something. And like um, bag, do a little backpack and then also like settle down in a couple places and work on more side projects of my own. I don't know what those are. Maybe they're burn the web. Maybe they're something entirely different. Um, 
but I mean, yeah, like I'll keep you guys posted, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I'm looking forward to that. We'll keep up on uh, Candid. Sorry? We'll keep up on Candid. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's keeping you up at night? What's <laughs> uh, post rant what is keeping you up at night um yeah i mean it's ex- it's that it's 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 web infrastructure or more generally more abstractly <laughs> Me too. yeah yeah more I, ab- sorry hey yeah it's the thing that you love no matter how bad it is is where i'm at it's like i know it's stockholm I, syndrome it, yeah like i fucked around with layout stuff today for forever right but I still love building that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what yeah. the light of the light side is. I, I never written like a iOS app or an Android app or anything like that. And yeah. I, I would be curious what that experience is like compared to right. what I'm used to, which is like debugging the shit out of layouts and CSS and all this kind right. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like that 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 path is there. Mm-hmm. Like we can get there. Like we've solved harder problems. You know, as large of a scope as a project like that would kind of be like we've solved harder problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think it's infeasible. I, I think it, it just requires like a little bit of buy-in and a little bit of flexibility in trying something out mm-hmm. new, right? And a little bit of a positive attitude. A little bit of positive attitude, right? Yeah. Of like, man, where like I love what the web is. I really, really do. Like I'm a native iOS mobile developer, but that's just because I like I, I like apps and I like iPhones and stuff, right? But I like what? Does that mean I don't use the web and I hate the web? No, I love the web. Mm-hmm. I'm on the web way too much. Remember the sweet right? solution? Huh? Remember the sweet solution? What is that? When when iOS is going to be all web apps? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, throwback to like iOS 2. Yeah. yeah. Pre-app store. Uh, yeah, where you could like, hey, you still can add like websites to, to your home screen and be like pseudo apps and mm-hmm. stuff. I do that. But Google the sweet solution. Uh-huh. I have, Git, I have GitHub as a web app that's on my home screen. You have Spectrum as a web app too? I have Spectrum, I have Daybook, all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, I don't know, just like imagine a life in which you could do the parts of web development and product development that you actually enjoy doing mm-hmm. and then not dealing with the stuff, not dealing that with That I don't like, enjoy doing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, th- that's <laughs> yeah. all, that's that all would be advancements nice. of technology or at least developer tools are. Yeah. Right? Um making it easier to not shoot yourself in the foot. But I mean, that's what keeps me up at night, right? Um, like solving infrastructural problems and they're hard because they move slowly and they're difficult. And like a lot of times you feel kind of helpless or I feel kind of helpless. Um, and, you know, I, I, a lot of times go back to the idea of like, man, when am I going to get back to this thing? Right? Like when am I going to put this heavy backpack back on and try to see this through? When you go to after Europe. the Europe back yeah, comes the, off, <laughs> after I have this grand revelation, re- revelation, you only have time for one backpack. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Then you got to one backpack at a time is a good rule. <laughs> yeah. One. Oh man, something. There's something poetic in here that I'm mm. too dumb to mm-hmm. think of. Mm-hmm. Here, mm-hmm. We're, we're close. We're Just close. go get a bachelor's in entrepreneurial entrepreneurship. Maybe that's what I should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Who needs code when you can study entrepreneurship? Get you some cap, cap I'm ju- tables. I'm just saying you could you could do just some disrupting. <laughs> <laughs> There's disrupting to do out in California, way. <laughs> oh my god! There was disruption in them there hills. <laughs> oh, I hate it, but it's so funny. Yeah. 
it's good to have you back out here. Thanks. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, it, it feels, I mean, I've only been back for a day, 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um, saw like John arrived at SFO. John, are you here? Come record a podcast. With us. <laughs> and, and, and my response was like, what do you wait dd like, like not dungeons and dragons right right because uh let, let the right. record show that yeah. we have played dungeons and dragons together a few times yes. you have a character named trog i do have a character named Trogdor. Mm-hmm. i'm just saying he burninates and he burninates hard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he wears a planet x medallion <laughs> <laughs> which you made up on the spot no uh sarah's like um he, he needs to carry something it's a medallion and it says planet x and it's in the shape of a planet no, but Sarah was saying that's like that's an actual thing, right? Like I don't know conspiracy theorists or something. No, all right, all right. Like Google Planet X Medallion, or we'll have to ask Sarah about this after the show. It's a it it, it was a thing. It's insane. Uh huh. Or Planet anyway, maybe just Planet X. So, anyways, you yeah. thought you were coming over to play Dungeons <laughs> I, and I Dragons? I was going to come over to play Dungeons and Dragons. Was, I'm cool with like. You know, it, it's mostly like Bryn taking it seriously and then me frustrating him because I don't take it as seriously. <laughs> well, he's like, What's That's a- like every game of Dungeons and Dragons okay. I've ever played with Bryn. <laughs> this is him getting frustrated that we're all the, fucking the around. The most we'll ever get into Dungeons and Dragons physics. But John's like, what's the slope of this floor? I'm a dragon born with acid breath. I want to spit acid onto the floor and have it slope down and hit everyone. No, there's a drain every 10 feet. This this fucking building is so huge. That's like 5,000 drains. Uh-huh. That's, I'm just saying, that's an absurd amount of drains. It's too many. It's an irresponsible, if I may, mm-hmm. number of drains. I, yeah. I'm or, not, I'm or not telling the most you, responsible. I, I guess if, if you're, if you're planning on dragons and acid breath, you know? <sighs> yeah. A dragon drain. You know, I, I think I think that was a little bit too convenient of a uh, in a necromancer's cave. In yeah. a necromancer's cave. A lot, lot of, lot of drains, a lot of ins and outs. <laughs> Yeah, but right. So, <laughs> I'm glad we got this story on the record. I mean, it's it's going to go down as one of the finer points of human history. Yeah. Mm. That, well, that's not how that works. When Trogdor <laughs> was in the Necromancer's cave, <laughs> a lot of drains. He yeah. tried to burn um, it, but was fooled by drains. But yeah, so you you said you want to like do design details. I was like, as in like be on the. Show. He's like, yeah, come over. I was like, all right. I've not done this, but I mean, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. been great, man. Yeah, thanks thanks for, for all twenty-four hours. Yeah. yeah, thank yeah. you guys it's so much for having me on the show. Yeah, it's about time, man. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Definitely. That was episode one hundred and ninety-eight. Thank you to John for coming and hanging out with us. That was so much fun. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, let us know what you thought. We're on Twitter at ZenDetailsFM. You can hit us up in Spectrum, Spectrum.chat. Slash spec FM slash design details. Which will design hyphen details. <laughs> be changing soon. Uh, otherwise, be sure to check out Fuse, who made this episode possible. Fuse making it easy to build apps. As a team, as a designer, as a developer, they built an incredible system of tools and collaboration workflows that let you actually build real production-ready apps. If you want to give it a try, go to fusetools.com. Check out the docs, check out some of the examples, and you can get started right now on your Mac or Windows, iOS, and Android building real apps. And that's pretty neat. Again, that's at FuseTools.com. Thank you so much to Fuse for making this episode possible. Yeah, thanks, Fuse. And we'll see you next week.
That's all designers listen to. Drake and Tycho. You didn't know this? No. Dude, you need, I mean, to, hang, you need to hang out with more designers. I, I agree. I mean, most of the designers I know are at, like out here, right? Or like, at a Tycho concert. <laughs> a Tycho concert, yeah. No I one mean, goes to Tycho concerts. I remember 